everybody. Welcome back to Two Sisters and a TV. Today's episode is about a TV show that um, made its debut before my time, but it's also one that I fell in love with in college. That TV show is Mr. Ed. Mr. Ed, of course, still very beloved, very popular TV show in its day. Um, One of the few TV shows to actually begin in syndication and be picked up by a major network. Now, Mr. Ed, of course, is the TV show about the talking horse. And it ran on CBS from 1961 to 1966. Mr. Ed actually was supposed to have begun in 1958. They had a cast all picked out. They did a pilot. I think that pilot might be on YouTube, but I'm not positive um, why it did not go ahead and go into production at that time. I don't remember the reason, but there were brand new, um, completely different rather actresses and actors in the pilot than what ended up being on the show in the 60s. The only one thing that was similar was that they were using the same horse, I believe, whose the horse's real name was actually Bamboo Harvester. So I think they used the same horse and they used the same voice of the horse. Um, the voice of the horse was done by Alan Rocky Lane and more on him in a little while. But for some reason, it just didn't take off. I think that really Mr. Ed belonged in the 60s. Um, not sure as to why I feel that way, but it just seemed like the 60s was the perfect time to have that particular show on the air because I think for one thing, there were so many fantasy shows on TV in the 60s. I mean, that's when you had Bewitched, Gilligan's Island, My Favorite Martian, I Dream of Genie. So I think that Mr. Ed just really fit in well because that was the era of the fantasy TV shows. So anyway, in 1961, that January, Mr. Ed made its debut, as I said, in syndication. Um, The story revolved around Wilbur Post, who was portrayed by Alan Young, and his new wife, Carol, portrayed by Connie Hines. Now, Wilbur and Carol were newlyweds, and they were moving into this big, beautiful house in the suburbs, um, kind of out in the country. Wilbur was uh, an architect, so he could afford it. And they lived next door to the Addisons, who were portrayed by Larry Keating. He portrayed Roger Addison. And Edna Skinner portrayed his wife, Kay. So anyway, in the first episode, we saw the Post getting used to their new house. There was a big barn in the back. And so Wilbur went out to the barn alone just kind of reflect upon the changes in his life. You know, he was married, he had a beautiful home, and he was just kind of, you know, in the moment. And all of a sudden he heard this voice speak to him. And of course, the voice was the voice of Mr. Ed. Now, Mr. Ed had been abandoned or left behind by his previous owners. There was not a lot of backstory into who owned Ed first if Ed had a relationship with them, like, or did he talk to any of them? Um, Where did the previous owners, where did they move off to? How was it that Ed was able to speak? Those particular questions were never really addressed within the show. So anyway, Wilbur thinks he's hearing things, and then he realizes the horse talked to him. So he runs back in the house, and he grabs Carol, and of course, Ed does not say a word in front of Carol. So it became... 
Wilbur and Ed's secret that Ed could talk. Ed would only talk to Wilbur. He would talk to no one else face to face. He would only talk to other people over the phone. Now, the idea, the concept for Mr. Ed actually came from those Francis the Talking Mule movies, which were so popular back in the 40s and 50s. They starred Donald O'Connor, and Francis was this really smart-alecky, wise, bold, really, I guess you could call him, um, defiant mule. Francis basically was the one who always had the best ideas, although sometimes his ideas did lead to trouble. He often got himself and the character of Donald, uh, Donald O'Connor's character into trouble. But the different thing, the difference about Francis is that Francis would talk to anyone face to face. He was not like Ed. Francis would speak to anyone face to face. It didn't make any difference. He was not like Ed who would only talk to Wilbur face to face and nobody else. Francis would go up to people and he would start a conversation with them. Although the recipient of the on the other end often pretty much didn't kind of know what to say back sometimes to this mule staring them in the face. So there were times when people actually would faint or they would just kind of stand there open-mouthed at this mule who was actually talking to them. But, um, you know, it, it, it was, like I said, the movies were extremely popular. They were very, very popular. And um, the last one actually was released in 1955. That one starred Mickey Rooney. Because by that point, Donald O'Connor was feeling like he was going to become typecast in the Francis movies. And he wanted to move on to do other things. So that is the reason why he was not in the last movie. But the movies, again, I haven't seen them since, I think the last time I saw one was maybe close to 10 years ago. And I introduced my sister to, you know, the Fran- I told her about the Francis movies. She'd never seen one. She liked it more than Mr. Ed because she liked the fact that Francis would, would talk to everyone. She said that, you know, Francis, you know, he didn't have anything to hide. He, he, she liked the fact that he would go and talk to anyone uh, at any given time. But um, those movies, again, I think they might be on YouTube. I hope they are, but love to, you know, watch a couple of them again. But anyway, Mr. Red made its debut in January of 1961. So popular in syndication that CBS picked it up for the fall, placed on the fall schedule that September. And uh, it had a very healthy run on CBS, uh, usually won its time slot, very popular TV show. Actually, Caroline Kennedy, whose father was president at the time, you know, watch the show. She mentioned, um, has mentioned in interviews on occasion that, you know, she watched Mr. Ed as a kid. Um, very popular among kids as well as adults. Now in my family, um, they watched Mr. Ed, but my grandfather was the one who liked the show the most. He liked Mr. Ed more than any of the rest of them did. I think Mr. Ed ran on Sunday nights, I believe it was. 
Um, but again, the show became very popular. George Burns actually was behind the creation of Mr. Ed, and he's the one who thought that Alan Lane would be perfect for the part of Wilbur, which he was. And George Burns made an appearance in an episode of Mr. Ed. And of course, Mr. Ed did talk to George Burns, but only over the phone. I think the episode went where Wilbur was trying to get Ed into show business. Ed wanted no part of it. And Wilbur was trying to push him into it, thinking about the money. I think that's how it went. And George Burns heard in the episode, and Wilbur wanted Ed to go and audition for George Burns. But, you know, Ed basically had the last say when it came to his relationship with Wilbur. Ed was the one who pretty much ran the show. Ed could be very defiant, very spoiled, very pushy. He was very self-righteous. And... um he could be a real troublemaker and he was very stubborn and he was very spiteful, very vindictive, but he also had a heart of gold. He really did love and care for Wilbur. Um, Ed and Carol were pretty much in competition for one another with one another because, um, Wilbur spent most of his time with Ed, but he did have to make some time to spend with his wife. Ed would, you know, was jealous of Carol. Carol was jealous of Ed. She would always say, oh, you and your precious horse, that precious horse. So they were in competition, but deep down they did care for one another. Um, Wilbur um, had a horse and a wife who not only cared for him, but they did care for one another. Um, the only time that Carol and Ed ever interacted on screen was in the season three episode, Dr. Ed, where Ed was dreaming that he was a doctor and, um, you know, uh, Wilbur in the dream was a doctor as well. And so, um, you know, Carol was a nurse and Ed was the, Ed was, you know, a big fan of medical shows. And so he was in his own medical show and he was the the star of it. And so he, you know, asked Carol, why was a patient in traction? And she explained that it was either him or me. So that was the only time that they ever interacted and had any kind of, um, interaction face to face on the show where he actually spoke to her and, you know, she responded, but, uh, Mr. Ed, was, uh, not only was he in competition with Carol, but he did not at all care for Roger Addison. Roger Addison did not care for Mr. Ed. The two did not like each other. It had nothing to do with Wilbur. There was no competition in regard to their relationship. They just didn't like each other. Um, Addison, very stuffy, very arrogant. He was a businessman. He was retired, so he made all of his money. He was also very cheap. Um, but, you know... Addison just felt that Wilbur spent too much time with Ed and Ed just did not like Addison's personality, didn't care for him as a person. He was always going and stealing apples off of Addison's apple tree. Um, You know, it, it was just absolutely funny to watch the two of them interact with each other. But anyway, Kay, of course, was, um, you know, Ed had no problems with Kay. Kay had no problem with Ed. Kay was, uh, she was funny. She really knew how to stood up to, she really knew how to stand up to Addison, how to really deal with him. She only called him Addison. She only, I think, called him Roger maybe twice during their time on the show. 
So she was, you know, really, really good at knowing how to deal with Addison and his arrogance. And, you know, she was always calling everybody doll. She and Carol became very good friends. And so that's how Mr. Ed was for the first couple of seasons. By season four, um, Larry Keating had become ill, um, too ill to no longer do the show. He had leukemia. And unfortunately, he passed away in August of 1963. Um, The death of Larry Keating was not mentioned in Mr. Ed. What happened to Addison was not addressed either. That was pretty much the norm in those days. Death was something that TV did not deal with in those days. Um, Not in regard to like a sitcom anyway. But... um, They tried to keep Kay on the show. They brought her brother Paul to kind of move in and stay with her. Paul, of course, was portrayed by Jack Albertson. This was years before Chico and the Man. And, you know, Paul was funny. Paul and Wilbur got along very well. But And Paul had been, you know, shown in other episodes of Mr. Ed. Um, She had another brother, Kay did, who was pretty much a freeloader. Can't remember his name, but uh, maybe it would have been a little bit funnier had they had that brother show up instead of Paul. Paul was funny, but here's the thing the thing is that you have to have a male on the show that did not get along with Ed. You had to have that dynamic. You had to have Ed and the next door neighbor that just did not see eye to eye. And with Paul, there were no problems between Paul and Ed. They got along just fine. They really didn't even really interact very much with one another. So um, you had to, you know, get someone new into the picture. So all of a sudden, you didn't see Kay anymore or Paul. And there were new neighbors moving in. The Kirkwoods, Gordon and his wife, Winnie. It was revealed that Wilbur had been in the military and that Gordon Kirkwood was his, had been his commanding officer. So Colonel Kirkwood and his wife, Winnie, moved in next door. And of course, um, Ed and, and the Colonel did not get along very well either. The Colonel was not quite like Addison. The Colonel was stuffy, but he was not arrogant. He was more of a know-it-all, and he was more pompous because of the fact that he'd been in the military. But um, Ed and and, and, uh, Kirkwood, again, they didn't get along. Kind of the same thing. Ed didn't care for uh, Gordon's attitude. Uh, Thought he was just too stuffy and was too full of himself. Uh... Gordon didn't care for Ed. He thought that Wilbur spent too much time with Ed, pampered him too much, had him too spoiled. So again, it was the same dynamic. And of course, that made it funny. Now, Wilbur, uh, not Wilbur, Wilbur's new neighbors, uh, the female new neighbors, Kay and Winnie, nothing alike. Kay was a total socialite in a way. Uh, Winnie was ditzy. Winnie was adorable, but she was Definitely scatterbrain, not the smartest tool in the drawer. Uh, Poor she and Carol got along very, very well. The only thing that the two had in common, Winnie and um, Kay, was that they had the same height and same build for the most part, but they were nothing alike at all. And it was a good thing that the characters were so different. You know, it was good to really bring in new neighbors who were not exactly like the Addisons had been. 
So anyway, Mr. Ed had a lot of great episodes. Uh, there, uh, my, one of my favorite episodes was the episode when Mae West get, guest starred. Um, she was uh, wanting Wilbur to do some work for her. And um, Ed, of course, one of his many times running away from home, ran away, wanted to go live with Mae West because Mae West had a preference for horses. And, you know, he wanted to go live with her. Ed ended up of course, taking the big bubble bath and being sprayed down with perfume. And, of course, he ran back to Wilbur because that just was not his thing. Um, another favorite was not only the Dr. Ed episode, but there was the episode when uh, Ed was on uh, the show singing. Wilbur did the lip syncing. And, of course, Ed stood behind him and did the singing. And so that was another favorite. Another favorite episode of mine was when Ed was driving the car. Another one, when he was surfing, they went to Hawaii, the Kirkwoods, and the Post went to Hawaii, and Ed was surfing. So Mr. Ed was one of my favorite TV shows. And again, I had heard about Mr. Ed, but I had never seen it, no champ, no cable affiliate or channel where I lived was bringing it. So when I finally got to watch it in 1990 over on Nick at Night, I fell in love with it. One of the first TV shows, one of the first episodes rather I saw of that TV show was when Ed was playing with the Dodgers, the LA Dodgers. And that, again, another one of my favorites. Um, that was the first episode of season four. It was the last episode that Larry Keating was in, by the way. But Ed, again, was very problematic, but you couldn't help but like him. He was also very, very, when he saw something that was wrong, any kind of an injustice, he was the first one to speak out. He was the first one to protest. And you couldn't help but like Ed, despite the fact that he would do some ridiculous things and he would do some things that were just outlandish and crazy and even annoying. You couldn't help but like him. That's why the show is so successful. That's why it works so well. And it even won a Golden Globe in 1962, I think. That was the year. Um, but as for the voice of Mr. Ed, again, that was Alan Rocky Lane, who was a very big star in B-Westerns back in the 40s and 50s. If you go and look at any of those Westerns, I think some of them are on YouTube. You'll definitely know Mr. Ed's voice when you hear it. You can tell that that's the gentleman who voiced Mr. Ed. Now, Alan Lane, or Rocky Lane, whichever you, whichever you prefer to call him, took the job, of course, as the voice of Mr. Ed, but was not very happy about voicing a horse. He was not very pleased at all with, you know, that's what his career had come to. And he was pretty difficult to deal with on set. It even got to the point where there were talks of replacing him because he was just too difficult to, to work with. But Alan Young, they did audition some other actors, voiceover actors, but Alan Young came to the conclusion, told the producers that no one's going to be able to do the voice of Ed like Rocky. So we might as well just keep him. But when Mr. Ed began to really become popular in the ratings and won the Golden Globe, then Rocky Lane became proud to be the voice of Mr. Ed. In the beginning, he didn't even want his name to be in the closing credits on the show. That's why you'll see Mr. Ed as himself in the closing credits. Initially, the producers wanted to have Alan Lane's uh, or Rocky Lane's name in the closing credits as the voice of Mr. Ed, but he refused. But by, I would say, 1962, 1963, he changed his mind and wanted his, you know, wanted his name to be in the closing credits. But by that point, the producers said, well, we've had it this way for so long since the beginning. It's good for the kids. It's good for their imagination. Let's just leave it that way. So they decided to just leave it 
as where no one knew who did the voice of Mr. Ed and to kind of compensate for not including Rocky's name in the closing credits, they gave him a substantial increase in pay. Anyway, the Mr. Ed continued on, um, but by 1965, CBS had acquired a new president. And this president was not a fan of the show. So he pulled Mr. Ed from the primetime lineup and placed it on Sunday afternoons. He claimed that that would be a good fit for the kids. But here's the thing. The kids had already been watching Mr. Ed since the very beginning. So that argument really didn't hold up. He just didn't like the show and he wanted it off the schedule. And for some reason, he decided not to just completely cancel it. Why he decided to put it on Sundays instead of just canceling it, I'm not sure. Sometimes people do things like that, make decisions like that, kind of in a way of being kind of trying to, to degrade something or someone. I kind of perceive it as being one of those. But anyway, um, in the last season, Mr. Ed, it got really kind of strange because all of a sudden Wilbur and Ed were working for the government. They had gone into espionage and they were like solving crimes. They were rounding up crooks and it was just really weird. You know, those episodes, not my favorite, I must admit. I didn't care for those. There were some episodes in the last season that were just typical Mr. Ed episodes. I liked those, but I didn't care for the espionage stuff because it just, it just did not fit to me personally. And then in the last season, um, also in that final season, the Kirkwoods were dropped. I'm not sure why that was, but all of a sudden, Gordon and Winnie disappeared. There were there was no further mention of them or what happened to them. Um, the house next door was, I guess, was just vacant because it was not addressed as to what happened to them. Um, if anything, you started seeing Carol's father all the time, which I never liked him. He was stuffy. He was annoying. He thought that Carol was not, uh, that Carol was too good for Wilbur. He had a very, uh, you know, nasty attitude towards Wilbur. Um, I didn't like the guy. And all of a sudden he was just hanging around all the time. And, um, you know, he was, it's like he was staying with them on an extended vacation. And again, that I didn't care for that either. So with the espionage and the constant presence of uh, Carol's father, season, um, last season, Mr. Red, definitely not my favorite. Season six, I did not care for it. I did like the last episode of Mr. Ed. The last episode, which aired in February of 1966, was when Ed decided to go to medical school. He wanted to become a doctor. And um, he, of course, Wilbur was trying to talk him out of it, but, you know, Ed, stubborn, defiant, rebellious, he's going to do what he wants. So he decided to open a medical clinic, an animal clinic, rather, in the barn. And he had all these animals there, and he was treating them, and he was going up to the college, and he was, you know, spying on the, um, you know, uh, lectures for, you know, with medical students, you know. It was just absolutely um you know, your typical, your typical Mr. Ed episode. It was, you know, really funny. One of my favorites. It did end on a high note. I'm glad to say. I'm glad to end it very well. Um, but the cast of Mr. Ed, according to Alan Young, um, did not know that they'd been canceled. 
according to what he had uh, to say in one of his books, or no, it wasn't an inter- interview, actually. The cast and crew showed up to tape another episode of Mr. Ed, as usual. They had the brand new script for the week. They were going over it, and they were, you know, just business as usual. And then it was um, someone came to the set and announced to all of them that they had been canceled. The show had been canceled. Very heartbreaking, very devastating for everyone, for the entire cast and for the crew to just all of a sudden it's all over. So there are a lot of tears, a lot of sadness, no doubt. Um, Very difficult way for that show to have ended for everyone to have just been announced when you've come to work for a typical work day, you know, you're told that, you know, it's over. Alan Young, by the way, wrote a couple of books. I know he wrote one book about his experience uh, of being on Mr. Ed. I think it's called Mr. Ed and Me. There are a couple of Mr. Ed books out there, as a matter of fact. And um, they're available, of course, on Amazon, eBay, Apes Books, BW Books, uh, Barnes & Noble. So if you'd like to pick those up, um, definitely a great idea. There's also a book about the life of Alan Rocky Lane. Again, that book is also on um, eBay, Amazon. Um, Not really sure what happened to Alan Rocky Lane after Mr. Ed ended. I do know that he passed away in 1973, but I'm not sure if he did any more voiceover work or acting work or anything like that after the show came to a close. Now, Alan Young went on to do voiceover work himself and he made other TV appearances. Connie Hines um, did it a little more acting after Mr. Head ended. She appeared in episodes of Bonanza and Mod Squad, but then she left acting in the 70s. Um, Leon Ames, who portrayed Gordon Kirkwood, continued his acting career. He appeared in The Monkey's Uncle in 1965. That was a Disney film that starred Annette Funicello and Tommy Kirk. He was also in an episode of The Jeffersons in 1975 where he portrayed Tom Willis's father. Leon Ains had a very successful career before and after Mr. Ed, and that continued for the rest of his life. You didn't see, unfortunately, um, Edna Skinner, who portrayed Kay Addison anymore after the show ended. You didn't see uh, Florence McMichael anymore either, who portrayed Winnie Kirkwood. So they just kind of both went into obscurity. There are no acting credits listed for either one of them after Mr. Ed ended. I've checked. I looked over at the Internet Movie Database and Wikipedia, but there are no other acting credits listed for either one of them following uh, their departure from Mr. Ed. The horse itself, Bamboo Harvester, died in 1970. Alan Young continued to visit the horse even after the show ended. But here's the interesting thing. Now, in 1979, this was this was when I first heard about Mr. Ed, 1979. Um, Mr. Ed, or Bamboo, had a stand-in horse, basically to do publicity photos and things like that. Well, people got that horse mixed up and thought that this was Mr. Ed, the one who had been on the show. Well, actually, that horse died in 1979, and it became a top news story, front page news story that Mr. Ed had died. And that was the horse that actually had passed away. It was even spoofed on SNL. Um, Bill Murray broke the news over on an episode of Weekend Update. 
It's even mentioned on the CBS Evening News, if I recall correctly, by Walter Cronkite. So the death of Mr. Ed, quote unquote, death of Mr. Ed definitely made headline news. And that's how I found out about Mr. Ed was from that, you know, headline back in 1979. Wilbur, uh, Alan Young, of course, who portrayed Wilbur, knew the difference. He knew that that was not Mr. Ed who had passed away, the horse who was actually on the show. But he chose not to say anything. And he just kind of decided to let the public grieve the loss of Mr. Ed as they, you know, wanted to and needed to do so. So he never corrected that rumor. That came out years later, like in the 90s or maybe in the early 2000s, that that was not Mr. Ed. But he, of course, was not the one... Who told anyone at the time the truth? Now, a lot of people have wondered how that they make Mr. Ed talk. There have been so many different ways or different stories as to how they made the horse talk. The horse had his own trainer. I can't remember his name at the time. But the horse was trained, as you know from the show, if you've seen it, the horse was trained beautifully, brilliantly smart horse. Some say that peanut butter was placed in his mouth. Some say that a strain was placed in his mouth. Um, Other stories have come out as to how Mr. Ed was able to talk. According to, I believe, Alan Young, I think Alan Young, I don't remember if he said that, and I would go with what Alan Young said since he worked on the show and worked with the horse. I think he said that they used peanut butter. I think that that came from Alan Young, but I'm not positive. Or maybe he said that the string, maybe he, maybe he's the one who said that it was the string. I don't remember. I know those are the two main theories out there as to how they got the horse to talk, how he got not to talk, but to move his lips. Um, I think I accidentally just said, how did they get the horse to talk? I meant how did they get the horse to move his lips so that it would look like he was talking. Uh, but I think, like I said, I, I would need to go back and do a little bit of research and see what did Alan Young have to say about that, because he definitely would be the one to, um, you know, to, to go along with on that. Now, the poll cast of Mr. Ed has passed on. Alan Young lived the longest. He passed away a couple of years ago. I believe he was like 96 years old. Uh, I don't remember the year that he passed. I think it was maybe... 2018 or 19 when he passed but yes the entire cast of Mr. Red has passed away um such of a funny show they all were wonderful in the show the Kirkwoods the Addisons Wilbur Carroll and of course Mr. Red himself um such of a wonderful cast of 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 players and such of a heartwarming show that is still so beloved to this day there's a group on Facebook that I'm a part of where people, you know, post about Mr. Red, post pictures and post videos and just laugh about the show, laugh about the crazy things that Ed did, all of the crazy get-ups that he would get himself into, the way he would wear glasses when he was reading the paper, the way that he would make phone calls using a great big pencil and he'd stick that in his mouth. All of the guest stars on this show, like Clint Eastwood and Miss, and uh, Mae West, and just all the the hilarious things that that horse would get himself involved into, the time that he flew a plane, the time that he, uh, I mentioned about how the time that he drove a car, the time when he was, um, he wanted to get married, uh, but he ended up having a dream that the the uh, horse he was going to marry was a playgirl's where he changed his mind. It's such of a funny show. And sometimes you need a show like Mr. Red. 
a, a, a show that you know is complete fantasy, sometimes just to escape. I think that's why escapism TV was so popular in the 60s because the 60s was a great decade um, when it came to music. The music of the 60s, I love 60s music. I love, love, love 1960s music. Movies, TV, the 60s was just a great decade when it came to entertainment. But there was a lot of violence in the 60s. The Vietnam War, all of the civil rights struggles, the assassination of a president, as well as Martin Luther King and Bobby Kennedy. Uh, there were, uh, you know, so many people lost their lives during the civil rights struggle and in Vietnam. There uh, was the women's rights struggle. There was a lot going on that was so unpleasant in the world during that time. That to turn to a show like Mr. Ed and forget about what was going on in Vietnam, to forget about what was happening in the country, no doubt had to really be therapeutic in a way. So and it's still therapeutic today in 2022 because, I mean, there's crazy stuff going on in 2022. Plenty of it, unfortunately. So escapism TV is really, really nice. And um, again, if you want to find out more about Mr. Ed, about Alan Young and his experience of working with Mr. Ed and on Mr. Ed, I definitely recommend picking up his book, um, checking out, um, you know, the other books about Mr. Ed, the book on Rocky Lane. Uh, If you're on Facebook, join that group. The group is a lot of fun. Um, there are no networks or none of the retro networks that are in existence today are bringing Mr. Ed, not to my knowledge. Um, but the entire series is available on DVD, if I'm not mistaken. So you can definitely pick that up and watch Mr. Ed anytime that you would like. There are also bootleg copies out there. Um, you know, copies made from Nick at Night and other networks that have brought it over the years that you can also pick up. Um, so you can definitely still watch Mr. Ed. I don't know... If there are complete episodes available on YouTube, I haven't looked lately, so I'm not sure. I know that there are clips, but um, you still have Mr. Ed available to be able to to be watched and to be enjoyed. And um, I'm really glad about that because that was a TV show that is a TV show that's brought me a lot of a lot of uh really a lot of joy. It's made me laugh a lot. It's brought me a lot of pleasure. It's just a fun show to watch. Even when Ed is misbehaving, like the time that he knocked Addison's uh, antenna down off of his house with Addison borrowed. Ed had his own uh, TV set, of course. He loved watching TV, so he had his own set in the barn. And Addison's TV set was out, so Addison borrowed the set and had it for like three weeks. Ed couldn't watch any of his medical shows, and he just refused to give the set back and get his own set fixed. So Ed, in an of rebellion and anger went and knocked down Addison's antenna. He declared that if he couldn't watch the set, Addison was not going to watch it either. So even when Ed was doing something really ridiculous, really out of control, it's still a show that has brought me a lot of entertainment. And it's it's still doing that for, for so many people. And it was just really a pleasure to be able to do an episode about Mr. Ed. I love 60s TV. So, of course, there'll be other 60s TV shows I'll be doing as well. I've already done one an episode about Laugh-In. And there are other TV shows to do as well, like the Dick Van Dyke Show, The Fugitive, 
Cry for 54, Where Are You, The Mod Squad. So those, stay tuned for those later on down the road. But um, this episode was a lot of fun to do. So glad I had the chance to do it. I hope that you all enjoy listening to it like I enjoyed actually doing it for you as well as doing it for myself as well because it was fun to talk about and reflect upon Mr. Red. But that's going to wrap up this episode about Mr. Red and Two Sisters in a TV for today. I will see you all next time. And until then, I will see you soon.